Welcome to the Developing Leaders Impacting Kids podcast, a podcast all about sharing ideas, tips, and strategies to help you develop as a Kidmin leader. Thanks for listening to today's episode. To download today's show notes or to learn more about our certification program, training intensives, and institutes of children's ministry, visit our website, cogop.org slash children. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Developing Leaders Impacting Kids podcast. I'm Sean McKinley, International Director of Children's Ministries for the Church of God of Prophecy, and I'm here with my co-host, Joy. Hey, Joy. Hey, everyone. <laughs> so this is a unique podcast because we've never actually done this in the studio to mm-hmm. record a video, uh, but we have somebody special today that we want to introduce everybody to. And so we thought, let's capture this moment on camera. New beginnings. That's right. (laughs) For posterity's sake. And everybody gets to see who we're actually talking to Mm -hmm. this time. So no pressure over there, Jonathan. None at all. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be a great conversation today about Mm -hmm. a brand new initiative that we've been talking a little bit about uh, at International Children's Ministries. Uh, but we do want to welcome our guest. This is Yay. Pastor Jonathan Oliveria. Hey, Jonathan. Hi. Hey, everybody. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so, Joy, today we have some questions really just to kind of unpack what, what's happening in children's ministries, mm-hmm. this new initiative, what our goals are, and maybe a little bit about our strategies. So we're yeah. going to let you take the ball yeah. and run with it today. So if you haven't already heard, in the fall, we put out some brand new news that was happening with us in International Children's Ministries. And that news is that, of course, Jonathan is joining or has joined our team. But we may have some listeners who maybe they missed the updates or haven't seen it on social media. So, Sean, will you tell everyone what was that news and what are we celebrating here today with Jonathan? Yeah, sure. Well, it was um, big news for us. It was really exciting. Uh, About five years ago, all of this began. Uh, when I first came into children's ministries and was praying about the direction that we needed to go, we had a huge catalog of resources and training uh, that had been offered in um, over really 25 years of children's ministries. Uh, but one of the areas that I had had a passion for and really wanted to see us develop was in the areas of how do we equip parents, grandparents, and other influencers through the church uh, to really uh create and develop a lasting faith in the next generation and prepare them uh, for leadership. And so immediately at the time, um, some of our listeners will know Melissa Minter. Mm -hmm. She was our project manager here in Children's Ministries. And so I tasked Melissa, do you mind to just take this passion Mm -hmm. and develop a training? And so she developed the first training, which was called Influencing the Influencers. Um, Just after the first time we presented that material, Something happened that shut down the whole world. Yeah. I, I dare, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> it might bring back some of those uh, PTSD moments for all of us, but we had a global pandemic and that training was put on a shelf. Um, there were a couple of times that we offered it virtually, uh, but for the most part, it, it really mm-hmm. it didn't have the impact that we had hoped for. So actually, I was looking back through my files a year ago, almost to the day, I became aware of a grant mm-hmm. opportunity um, through the Lilly uh, Endowment that um, they were investing in 60 organizations with that same vision and heart um, to impact 
and to equip parents, grandparents, and caregivers to share their faith with the next generation. So we took a, a big leap of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we won't go into the, all the details because <laughs> it really, if I could share the whole testimony, you would know God's hand was on us and really mm-hmm. helped us. You know, something over 400 organizations and ministries applied for this grant, mm-hmm. um, uh, up to $1.2 million. And we found out in the summer that we were actually awarded that grant. Mm-hmm. And part of the grant was the influencing the influencers training. It was it was really central to the whole proposal. Right. How do we take this idea, this material? How do we expand it and you know really release it into our into our organization globally? So we received the funds in this in the summer of last year, and we began our 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 um, our journey. We began. Praying, God, who do you want to lead this initiative to really help us to, mm-hmm. to launch all of this? And um, we had some wonderful people who applied and were interviewed, mm-hmm. a lot of quality candidates, but we really felt the Lord led us to Jonathan, and mm-hmm. he had applied, and, and we we're so glad to have him on the team. So that's how we got where we are today. Yeah. So, Jonathan, we're so excited about you joining us. So we want to ask you, what are you most excited about? I am extremely excited. I think I shared some of this excitement uh, at ICM. Um, but one of the greatest parts is just to be able to work with our global family um, and helping them uh, in supporting their families to see Christ um, fully fleshed out in their lives and in their children. Um, as an educator, um, it's I'm very passionate um, about just seeing that holistic approach. Um, when it comes to discipling, although working in a public school system, we don't call it discipling. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, that's what we're doing, right? We're shaping um, and forming uh, the perspective, the the worldview of our children. Um, and so I get to do this along an amazing, incredible team that I've heard so many wonderful things about. Um, so I am just excited to join all of you in this work um, in raising up the next generation. So today I learned that Jonathan loves sweet tea, which I was not <laughs> expecting that. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you like to do other than go to church, obviously? Well, Share a little bit about yourself. I don't know if there's anything else I do besides go to church. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I So I'm a pastor. Um, I'm a father. I'm a husband. There's no particular priority in that order. Um, but... When I do have some downtime, I really like to travel um, and explore uh, new places, new things, new food. I am a foodie person. Um, you probably can realize that. And um, I am a history major. So I love um, seeing just the past come back mm-hmm. to life, kind of. Um, of course, when you have three boys... Um, their hobbies and interests become your hobbies and interests. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, AJ, who's my oldest, he's eight years old. He loves soccer. I have never uh, played a sport really, um, but I am learning how to play soccer with AJ. And um, if it's not soccer, it's Roblox. And mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk about that another day. <laughs> um, Benjamin, he's four. And he loves to watch the Super Mario Brothers movie and everything pertaining to Super Mario's. And if it's not that, he really enjoys um, just singing and dancing. That I could definitely do. So we like to do that. And then Caleb, he's two. 
turning three over the summer. Um, he loves dinosaurs, so I'm I'm all into dinosaurs now. I'm all into dancing. It, you could put any praise dance on the TV, and we're just gonna dance away. So those are my interests. That's pretty much what occupies my time. I love my family. I really do. Very good. Very good answer, Sue. <laughs> so, Sean, the concept of discipleship and faith formation is not new to us in children's ministry. So I kind of wanted to ask, where have we seen that in the past and previous years and what we've been trying to accomplish and do as we're moving forward now? So what's our history there? Sure. Well, um, I actually just came out of a meeting with our presiding bishop and other ministry directors. And um, we were discussing where do we see God speaking to the church? Mm-hmm. And the reoccurring theme of what we were feeling was God is really speaking to us in this area of discipleship. Um, you know, that's, and, and as a part of discipleship, we understand that begins with the, the call of God to be with him, mm-hmm. to be in fellowship with him. Um, that's where it all begins, right? And then we were called to follow him, to be his disciples, but also to make other disciples. So discipleship has been a part of what we've done in children's ministries for many, many years. It's, it's been central to our training. But one of the things um, that I think we, we real, we've realized over these last couple of years is that there's been such a focus on programs uh, and models um, and a lot of what our training did, and th- I'm not saying that this was entirely wrong, it was what we were doing, mm-hmm. uh, was on uh, really centering discipleship on the church, the local church. And un- maybe unintentionally, we, we kind of edged out the importance of the family. Um, and also, we didn't know, you know, family structures have changed over the, over the last couple of decades. And so we didn't always know how do we serve various families and what are those implications to the local church. Uh, so, you know, I think we have a really strong understanding of what discipleship looks like and, and how we make disciples. But um, going to the future, we want to invite families into that process. Mm-hmm. Actually, we want to return that to the home. And what can we as a church do just to support parents, uh, grandparents? Um, and as we use that term influencers, how do we support all of these various people who have the most time with the children in our ministries and in our churches? And we also see that that's a biblical, that's, that's, that's the biblical model of discipleship is mm-hmm. to return it to the home. And we are here as a community to support and to reaffirm what our kids are learning in those, in those different areas. Absolutely. Speaking of what you learn as a kid, Jonathan, when we, well, when I met you um, during the interview process, you shared a little bit with us about your story and how the church really influenced you. Would you mind just sharing briefly with our audience about yes. that and how maybe that's even propelling you now as you move forward? I, I love telling the story um, of how God came to my life and used the church um, as a vehicle for that. Um, I came, I've been exposed to church um, since a toddler, and uh, there was some time of disconnect. But at the age of 10, um, my church um, in Hoboken, New Jersey, it was a small Spanish church, um, they uh, decided to have these captains um, based on the neighborhoods that the church uh, members would live in. Um, and so these captains, their role was to recruit um, children 
into the Sunday school program um, who were not connected to the church in any way. So there, it just so happened that one day, um, Hermana Mercedes, as we kindly called her, she was in the local supermarket and she found my grandmother and she remembered us and she said, hey, where's Jonathan? How come he's not coming to church anymore? And story short, um, she was able to make that connection again. Um, and I started attending church and I started attending the Sunday school program services on Sunday. And just one Sunday, there was an altar call and um, the presence of God was so strong that children were just crying, um, worshiping. And it was in that atmosphere that um, our, the first lady of our church, she asked us, would we like to accept Christ? And we did. Um, I think I went up to the altar maybe about five times after that. Um, and I noticed that God's hand was on my life at the age of 10. Uh, a year later, I was baptized in water. I became a member of the church. Um, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And um, I, there was this just passion that was coming out of my heart to just serve God. Um, I didn't know how to do that. Um, you know, I was not ra- I, while I was raised in a church um, around wonderful mothers and fathers in the faith, um, I did not go home to faith. Um, I was for a a good chunk of my life, of my childhood and adolescence, it was just a non-believing home. They never disrespected the faith. They encouraged me to come to church, but it wasn't something that we practiced at home. So I really depended on the community in my church to learn what it was to serve the Lord. Um, and, and I can, I can tell you names. I, I remember seeing, you know, uh, our first lady, Hermana Tomasina uh, Bonilla, who gave me my first um, task of, of just serving in ministry. And mm-hmm. she asked me to go from class to class and take attendance of which children were here, who wasn't here, and mm-hmm. to pray for them and then give her a report. Um, so that she could do her follow-up. I remember um, Hermana Perez, another um, warrior mother in the church, teaching us how to pray, teaching us how to pray for others in the streets mm-hmm. of um, where we lived. Um, my youth leaders, uh, Hermana Senaida, my children's ministry leader, um, I, in every milestone of my, of my journey, she was there. Um, she was pouring into us. She, I think if it wasn't for her, Bible memorization would be at an all time low. Um, she would have us there memorizing Psalms. And till this day, I find myself praying Psalms that I've memorized with her. Um, I find myself just worshiping the way she would worship. Um, and, and those were the mothers that's, I can continue talking about the fathers that I had in the church, my pastor. I mean, I, I became one with him wherever he would go. I, I went with him. He invited me not only into ministry, but he invited me into his life. My pastor went to every milestone graduation mm-hmm. up to my bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. And I think he didn't join me in my master's level because of COVID. Um, he was there supporting me. Um, even just this morning, he gives me a call and he tells me, I'm so proud of you. So um, he's he's raised me in the faith. And I'm so proud that I've had such a deep community mm-hmm. with my local church. Um, and if it wasn't for them, I don't know if I would be here right now. God used them to bring me to the place that I am right now. I love your story, Jonathan. Uh, I haven't been out doing this training, 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my experience, I grew up in a Christian home. I grew up in a pastor's home. Uh, my experience is, a, is similar in mm-hmm. that the church was uh, a place where I learned to serve. And the family of God uh, supported me. Um, but I had it in the home, whereas your, mm-hmm. your experience is somewhat different. And so I'm really excited about the perspective mm-hmm. that Jonathan brings to us because of that, as well as other things. You know, when we, when we began praying, we thought the Lord might bring us a children's minister because mm-hmm. that's yeah. who's all, around all of <laughs> <Yes>. us. Um, <laughs> and when Jonathan reached out and applied for the position and expressed his interests, um, we thought, boy, God, you're doing something interesting. We have a pastor, mm-hmm. a church planter, mm-hmm. a youth minister. And then your your whole experience there. But I, I, I really love that you've shared your story because what I hear so much when I go and I do this training uh, is is sometimes in the church we uh, underestimate our the influence we can have on someone who's mm-hmm. not getting faith in the home. They all say, yeah, Sean, it sounds good that you want the home to be the center of discipleship, but a lot of our kids don't have that. Mm-hmm. And I think the, you know, one of the... Th- one of the challenges that we have, but the great opportunities is where you don't have it. You know, we don't want to replace it where it exists and where right. it's possible <clears throat> and where, it, you know, where it seems impossible. We want to try to support parents and families and bring them along in the faith. But where it doesn't exist, the church can fill a Absolutely. void as they did for you. Mm-hmm. And what a powerful testimony this is. Mm-hmm. I love it. Absolutely. And Sean was just mentioning your roles. You know, you have your dad, you're a lead pastor. So I wanted to ask, as you're moving forward, also still as a dad and a lead pastor and now doing this role, what are you hopeful to see through this initiative, through those lenses? Um, I'm I'm very hopeful to see local churches, pastors, leaders get the resources, the ideas, the passion um, to if needed, restructure, um, reformat ministry at the local church level that centers around families that are discipling children and youth through the gospel. Um, as Brother Sean shared earlier, just getting away from programs. And, and I think that for some reason, you know, I think we lean to programs they could be somewhat easier um, to do ministry with, right? Come, come, we build, you come, right? Um, what we're actually doing is taking a leap of faith and releasing this work um, to the very institution that God designed first, which is the family unit. Um, so I'm excited to see that. I'm hopeful to see um, families receiving the supports that they need, mm-hmm. despite what type of family you're coming from, mm-hmm. whether it's the traditional mom, dad, children, whether it's a single family home, whether it's grandparents raising children. My grandmother raised me, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't mom and dad. And um, to see, you know, the church come alongside me to guide me in how I can express my faith, although it's not being nurtured at home. We got to a place where I became the vessel that God used to bring the gospel to my family. So I'm a pastor now, but the members of my church include my grandmother, my mom, Uh my aunt, who came to know Jesus through what God is doing in our lives. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited and I'm hopeful to see these examples. And I know they already exist. Right. Um, But it's going to be awesome to be able to centralize our our focus and kind of network together to support each other. 
um, and to really see authentic discipleship communities that are founded upon families. Mm-hmm. Love that. Mm-hmm. Now, we're very excited about all, everything that's happening, but with anything, we can anticipate maybe some challenges and things that we may face. I actually want to ask both of you, what might be a challenge that maybe you're a little anxious or nervous about or just you foresee going up against? So whoever wants to jump in first on that one. Well, I think <laughs> um, I, I think the, the number one challenge, um, and I think this can apply to any um, initiative um, at the global level, is we are a global church addressing needs that could be different mm-hmm. depending on where you where you're from, um, and so we want to remain relevant. We want to remain um, effective, um, and so we we will depend on the Holy Spirit to help us um, meet the diverse needs within our global community. Mm-hmm. So. A couple of just a couple of immediate reactions that I would have, and that's I, Jonathan's absolutely right. That is the challenge in everything that we do, contextualizing it so mm-hmm. that it is appropriate and relevant to the people we're serving. Um, you know, one of the things we've done for the last couple of years in children's ministries is an annual survey of parents, mm-hmm. and um, what that has revealed to us is that our and it's specific to the Church of God of Prophecy. Our parents want their children to experience relational uh, mm-hmm. discipleship. They see the value and they know that it's important, um, but they don't feel equipped to do it in the whole, you know. Uh, and so I see there's a lot of work for us to do, mm-hmm. and I think we're up for it. Um, yeah. But it's how do you how do you press this idea again globally? Um, contextually, culturally appropriate. Um, how do you do that? And also, how do we, I think, help our churches um, to embrace all family model, all family types, you know? Yeah. Because uh, there is such diversity now in the in the lives of our children and the experiences that they're coming from. Jonathan just mentioned a few of them there. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many different makeups within the home. And one of the exciting experiences that Jonathan brings is his perspective in the mm-hmm. school system as an educator and a principal. Um, and in his role was actually serving families and, and um, parents. So he's seen all these various uh, models. Some of that looks different for our churches. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to have to learn how do I, how do I affirm? How do I support? How do I come alongside all of these different family types? So, um, and then, you know, we also, at Children's Ministries, we are used to, sometimes people don't always see the value of what we're trying to say. You know, mm-hmm. they've got uh, some of our smaller churches. They just, they don't, how do I do family ministry mm-hmm. when I've just got one or two kids? You know, right. what does that look like? Or I have no kids. Mm-hmm. We hear that a lot. But, you know, I love the thought, hey, you may not have any kids, but you have grandparents in this congregation. Mm-hmm. You know, you have aunts and uncles and teachers and coaches and Somewhere there are children associated with the churches. So uh, pastors seeing that value and mm-hmm. and pivoting, making that shift, that change to making a priority of, of 
family, home discipleship, relational discipleship out in the community. So one of the things that we aim to do are to create resources and to put them in your hands. And that's what you are excited about and that you are most looking forward to. So, Sean, what are some of the resources that we anticipate producing through this initiative? You know, Jonathan... This is actually his orientation day. It's Yay. day number one. Uh, so we've thrown him in the deep end of the pool here. So we actually haven't had an opportunity to really talk this through. Uh, but some things that I think we envision in the future um, it, in the area of resources is we'd love to, to develop those tools, perhaps training manuals, booklets, downloadable resources on how to how to begin and support, maintain a family ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, in the Influencing the Influencers training, it's it's the most resources we have with any training. Uh, churches can take, download, customize um, things like how, you know, training parents, how do you do a family mm-hmm. devotion? Um, there are a lot of things like how do you um, leverage those milestones, um, yeah. you know, like, uh, baby dedication or a child starting school. And so I'd like to see us add more of those type of resources that mm-hmm. help the church. Um, we've talked, Joy and I, you have, we've talked about some books that we'd love to produce mm-hmm. specifically about uh, for parents, uh, about how to train their children, how to lead them to Christ and disciple them. Um, we do have plans for a separate podcast mm-hmm. from our developing leaders impacting kids that's specifically for this initiative um, we've already outlined um, articles for our denominational magazine mm-hmm. and our blogs and then probably the biggest piece of the the plan is trainings specifically mm-hmm. uh, the influencing the influencers which is directed toward pastors and church leaders and I want to tell you you know last summer I had the opportunity to present that about six or seven times. Um, most of them were to groups of 150 to 200. And in every meeting, the pastors in the room were saying, my whole church needs this mm. training. It's not just for children's ministers. Uh, but that is a vehicle to equip the local church. And then we want to develop training events specifically for parents and grandparents where they mm-hmm. can come perhaps as a region or yeah. a state or even just a local church uh, to receive a day of training how do I how do I use my influence over the children in my life? How do I set up um, structures in my own home to support the lasting faith of my children? So a lot, yes, <laughs> resources, um, training, webinars. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's all coming. So how do people get connected if they're interested in a training or they think, hey, I want to do that in my church or my region or even my nation? Um, how might they go about that with us? Sure. Well, uh, for the meantime, the best way is to contact International Children's Ministries. We have our website, Mm -hmm. which is listed in the show notes for the podcast. Um, You can contact our office if you want to explore Mm -hmm. uh, what a training looks like. Uh, You can also see, you can also find there the events that we already have scheduled coming up. Mm -hmm. Um, We have at least a dozen planned right now throughout North America coming up. Uh, But if your church is interested, your region, state, in um, hosting an event, just contact us, email mm-hmm. us, call us, and we'd be happy to explore that that possibility. Absolutely. And we have one more question. We're going to finish up with Jonathan. Um, we just wanted to ask you, as we leave most of our podcasts, we always want to share some resources and tools we can put in people's hands. So as a lead pastor, dad, someone entering this new role, what might be some resources or things that you've come across that you would just love to pass along with some of our community? 
Um, well, I'm not getting any money to endorse these uh, <laughs> products or um, programs, but I have found them to be extremely helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, we, us, we, we're very busy, right? So how do we infuse intentional moments um, for us to share the gospel or talk? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've found some podcasts that have been helpful to us. Um, I, I love one that is being for a parent. It's called uh, Focus on Parenting, um, connected to, um, I'm sorry. Focus on the family. Focus on the family. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's one on parenting. There's one on marriage. Uh, of course, we're focusing on parenting. Um, there is a, a podcast called Tiny Theologians. Yes. And <laughs> also... Um, you're talking Joyce <laughs> God's Big Story. Mm-hmm. And uh, God's Big Story is actually one that I love to play on our way to school. Mm-hmm. So I have the privilege of taking the kids to school in the morning before going to work. And um, sometimes morning devotional could get hectic. Mm-hmm. So instead of rushing out of the house um, and, and doing a speed devotional, we decided to do a devotional on wheels. So we will use God, God's Big Story. It's about 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And um, it shares, it has some nice chants, uh, a nice story, a Bible um, focus with a, a memory verse. Um, and we would listen. And mm-hmm. I was very, I would just play it in the car mm-hmm. and trying to see if my kids were like hooked on it. Yeah. They are hooked. Wow. Um, they, they enjoy the quizzes. Um, to see if they get the four questions right at the end. Mm-hmm. And then those are conversations that I can yeah. have mm-hmm. in my car with them. So I've really appreciated those type of tools that have made faith practical in my everyday life. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are things that I have shared with my the parents in my local church um, to, to, to so that they can know, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it is, you don't have to sit down and, you know, as an educator, right, we can over plan. Yeah. Uh, so here I am, like trying to make lesson plans like today we're going to focus on this and it all goes out the window. Right. right? But these are um, tools that we can use to just make it very practical in, on the daily life. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's living what that Deuteronomy 6 yeah. life of just teaching yes. your kids as you walk along the road there. And, yes. And those are great resources, mm-hmm. Jonathan. So, you know, as we wrap up, I just want to thank thank. Jonathan, for this time. Thank you, Joy, for hosting so well. Uh, we have a lot of people who've come along to support us in this mm-hmm. initiative. Just you know, beyond Jonathan, we have a Child Discipleship and Faith Formation Council yes. made up of people across the United States and in some of various countries of the world who are really helping us guide this initiative. And so we're thankful for the help of everyone coming mm-hmm. on board. And we just really sense um, that God is at work and He's going to open some great doors for us these coming years as, as we... Um, again, try to posture ourselves with a biblical approach to discipleship uh, and make the greatest influence we possibly can on the lives of our kids. My goal, I said it at the last International Assembly, is we want to raise the greatest generation of disciples the church has ever seen. And I believe that this is a step that's going to take us. um, It's it's a great step to move us toward Mm -hmm. advancing that purpose. So thanks again, Joy. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we look Mm -hmm. forward to connecting with you next month. We'll have a podcast all about the camping ministry. Yes. So please join us then. Thanks for listening to today's episode. To download today's show notes or to learn more about our certification program, training intensives, and institutes of children's ministry, visit our website, cogop.org slash children.